0: Well, Welcome to Be Honest Podcast with Dr. Yana and Dr. Sherry, where we hold honest conversations about life, relationships, challenges, and everything in between with unfiltered discussions with real people offering their authentic stories, experiences, and perspectives. No topic is off limits, and no story is too small. Join us on United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM
1: Before we dive in today's topic, we'd like to thank you for joining us on United Public Radio 107.7 FM in lively New Orleans. It's carnival time. Mardi Gras parades kick off today. If you would enjoy putting faces with these lovely voices you're hearing on today's show, visit us at our YouTube channel, Be Honest Talks. Please like, and subscribe to our channel so we can continue bringing valuable content that inspires you to be honest. Now let's shift back to today's topic of moving beyond labels.
2: So exciting. exciting. Well, well, how we have a wonderful, wonderful all shapes, shape for ourselves and, ourselves and others. others. I have. I have. In, In fact, fact, I, I can't see is the read it. Read it. It, it is, is like, like back, back, mind, mind, mind. All the time, I'm going to better do it. I'm so really like, to do it. i to it. I'm going to the world around that going to do it. i to do and i and to and, and are we are doing six months they great people. So, so I'm getting Ray. a lot of
1: feedback from you, Dr. Yana.
2: <laughs> it's like we're running, running, getting, running,
1: it might just be on my end, but I can't, I can't, or, um, listen, I can't hear what you're saying. I can hear you, but I can't determine what you're saying. It sounds like there's more than one person speaking into the mic. Interesting.
2: Think, Dr. Sherry, you're, Sherry, you're, really you're really living right now. Right now. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. So, so, let's, so let's try, just... try to <laughs> figure it out, out again. again. <laughs> all right. All right. How, and how, how about the new mobile mobile? Let's see how things are going to be.
1: You want to take a moment to do it? To try yeah, to get back have, let's in? Take let's take a moment, moment to do Yes,
2: this. yes, 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 yes. We, we, we are going to actually share �er in just 10 seconds. seconds. <laughs> so that's so Sherry, Sherry, please, please Well, I'll
1: talk problems. to them while you're trying to figure that out.
2: <inaudible> <inaudible> it's not fun, <inaudible> not not talking. like
1: you just leave i so
2: funny now. See, maybe, end. Yeah, it's hard see, to even see, know
1: what that. you're asking me. All I hear is labels.
2: Login. Login. Okay. Be, be, login. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Yeah, we are going to start shares in just, just seconds. do so be ostracized
1: for being labeling.
2: Ostracized. So how is it now?
1: I can at least hear what you're saying, but when you're speaking, there's like feedback going on with your, when you're speaking.
2: Okay. 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 All right. right. I'm not not trying to figure it out.
1: Maybe (laughs) leave and come back. Does it work the first time?
2: Okay. Okay. So let's try try that
1: that again. Hi, everybody. I'm still here waiting for Dr. Yana to come back. Today we're talking about labels. Labels that can confine us. So today we're going to try to talk about how to become, uh, uh, I guess, undefinable. By labels. So Let's undefine ourselves with the labels we place on ourselves, the labels others place on us, as well as the labels we place on others, which I'm sure we're all guilty of that. It's a part of our everyday life, uh, carrying labels, giving labels. I mean, labels are really for clothing, right? <laughs> Welcome back, Dr. Yana. All right. Now there you back. are. Can you hear me? Yes. You have undefined the label of
0: all right, guess. of whatever <laughs> labels yeah. are on the clothing. This is so funny <laughs> that you said that that is exactly um, how it is supposed to be labels on the clothing and uh, the rest of the labels. Actually, they can be positive. They can be negative. Uh, let's talk about uh, the negative labeling. Uh, which can be uh, applied to different aspects of personal um, identity, characteristics, or behaviors. Like, for example, I know that uh, it can affect academic performance. Uh, Labeling a student as slow or unintelligent based on their academic performance uh, can lead to self-doubt, low self-esteem, and reduced motivation to succeed. I have seen that all the time for example i had uh, a student before long time ago Uh, they were undergraduate students and i was teaching a course and one of the students uh, was not performing well very well i had to call her and she was plagiarizing and not performing very well underperforming. And I knew that she was underperforming because uh, she could do it. She was very intelligent uh, and she could actually do it. She just didn't believe in herself. So interestingly enough uh, that uh, I called her and she came to talk to me and I said, "Uh, you know what, you are very capable you are able to write papers yourself. You don't have to uh, copy anything from the internet and at the time we didn't have any chat GPTs or AI. So um, I asked you to write the paper with her own words. Uh, she looked at me <laughs> as if I just fell from the moon upon the tree and raised my head. <laughs> but nevertheless, pretty soon, uh, she brought me another paper and uh, it was half plagiarized. But I could see the baseline uh, language that she was using, of course, did not coincide with the language uh, that she was uh, borrowing from the internet from some uh, of the publications. So, finally, after the three tries, I asked her to. Bring me a paper written with her own words. And she did it. And I called her intelligent and capable
2: and kind and smart. She brought me that paper. And I was so amazed at the amount of time probably that she had spent on just exploring her own thoughts and not plagiarizing, just expressing herself. She wrote a paper. And I gave her an A and in fact she was starting to write a very good papers and in the end I gave her an A in the class. And then, interesting story, that I had a dean call me and ask me, at 9 o'clock in the evening, I don't, I don't understand why would somebody at 9 o'clock in the evening. And, and it tells me that, that i know that he gave the student an A in the class i have a question for you was your class very um, easy, easy and it says uh, no this is not an easy class and you can ask other students because uh, they also have to write papers that also have to perform to the standard that is set in the class so he says that, that this particular student never got an A, and this is a C student. In all her classes, she doesn't get anything above C. So so he was really surprised, and uh, he said that he was going to move into that. And I said, you know what? It is scary, very simple. simple. All well, I did is give her a chance. chance, and I asked, I asked her, her to perform. I saw her as an individual, individual. And, and if it and bothers me, I said, "This is a psychological component, component into it, and, and, and teaching is also, also uh, is a very psychological, psychological process. And psychological process and students. Students. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is how you see students. This so is whether so they are individual. individual human the beings in or just the mere object just on the letter line right right right, right, right. so so i say status except more or more like her and she's and not just living. Living. and as and a psychological, psychological effect on her she will she believe in herself and she will inform better better in other class lies she will she believe in herself and, and he was Never very glad nevertheless, I noticed that that's a tendency to do better and better in other class classes, B C and some A. So I believe it's very, very important, important label in the in and education page, I think, and allow, allow them to, to express their talents.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's still a little bit of feedback on your end. You might want to try to move, maybe move the microphone from your computer. It's still starting to come back. Like I don't, I don't know what it is. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. Bye. I share, can hear share. you.
1: It just sounds log like out, a out. log out, log
2: out, log out, out. Back on. I got invited. Right in. Can okay, leave, please, please? Yeah. y'all, yeah, you got it. log out. All right, We're right. We'll see, see, Dr. Dr. Sherry, no stress, minute. 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 We nevertheless, never yeah. continue, continue our conversation, conversation on how they um, really like, infects, like and, and on the day to day. They say, since to I'm and by criticizing in the image of a species, and the species, and and, and and, and, and I, I, I I'll I'll be able to myself, myself, myself because we're because all part you know. um, um, of our own, own cultural culture. culture, culture, culture I'm so, uh, so, even catch myself, so even thinking, thinking, so, 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 Algorithmically behavior is ugly. Ugly. To you here. Don't that is not looking to the standard society um, as a the human being understanding the things that that should be not as Nevertheless, nevertheless, I might as that the our society is now gaining a, and shame, which is the main thing. And i really, really happy, happy that this has to happen in our world. Uh, uh, social, social, social emotional is, emotional is very, is very heritage. Uh, uh, um, it, it's a thing that many people not many of us uh, AL, can boast um, uh, high, most high self esteem not I me mean, maybe a have get have to, have to work 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 that all that that all that all have a higher all that but, but but to that all that 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 now, for, for example, you're still yourself on you the and weight. And the body will you that way. way. That, that is, is um, um, as an, as a negative, negative label. Can, label can, and uh, affect, affect you affect your your affect your your negatively. Use, insecurity, insecurity. Image, image, image your, your yourself. Body, so body image. Issues issues and, and, and of course, you, and also you to doubt yourself. That's how the doubt you're doing. Doubt your body image. Doubt everything in your life. Um, um, because, because that, that is something, something that, is, is, that, is, that is expected in our society to be, to be of, of a good um, body, body image, image. At least you're here, here in, in, in California, California. California, this, this is so interesting, interesting. Before, yeah. before yeah. I even came to California, that was, that was never, never an I never of thought of, that. of that. the idea of why I in Texas. Uh, Then uh, there's West and then California. And so suddenly I came here, here. And, and there was a situation with me on, on the part of uh, other ladies, my acquaintances and like, friends, you know, and friends to, to look better and, and that looked to me as if I'm not the main uh, I'm, 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 the- I'm, I'm not the doing and everything that I'm supposed to be doing to share. Mm-hmm. So, somehow we have a difficult to difficulties today. <laughs> Doctor Sherry, Sherry, you are back. Thank you. Can you, can you hear me now. I can hear you. you, you do. better.
1: Yeah, it's not about uh not being able to hear you. It's 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 the feedback that's occurring while you're speaking. It's um it's crunchy and it's it, it's just not clear. That's really way, the only way to put it.
2: Okay, if I hold the microphone like this, is it better?
1: I can actually hear what you're saying better, and the crunchiness
2: okay, in okay. the background. But the, the crunchiness is <laughs> itself. I'm just gonna have to hold the microphone in my mouth, eating this microphone, so you can hear me. <laughs> it's just a
1: lot of. It's almost like the microphone is too close to something because it's it's just a feedback. I don't know. It's only when you speak. Like I can't that hear this. There's, there's no feedback from your um, system when you're not speaking.
2: So, so I just understand. I'm just going to be eating this microphone till the rest of the show. So <laughs> it is absolutely okay. Let's just do that. <laughs> we were talking about uh, the Californian expectations of our body image. Oh, so some, okay. some of my acquaintances and some friends uh, they called uh, me essentially like underperforming. That you're supposed to be looking this
0: way. You're at this age. You're supposed to be doing Botox. Look at yourself, or like um, you could do some lip like, killers or um, oh goodness. I didn't <laughs> hear anything about my nose
2: or anything else. Like
0: <laughs> okay, like
2: oh here's
0: the um we can fix the double chin. Where's my double chin? So I could say you didn't have a triple chin,
2: right? Or something
0: else. It is always, always is the case. And um, I was laughing, I was laughing because I know how to compare myself, uh, not, not not that I know how to compare myself, we all compare ourselves to other people, of course, to the standards of the society, or to, I like to compare myself to myself way back i don't know 20 years back 10 years back five years back and just even a year back so i have some frame of reference, and i can uh remain uh to the relative um, um extent <laughs> the way that i used to, to look before so what this labels uh, um on women that for example don't have this duck lips right because sometimes uh, uh, the lip injections can go uh crazy right and uh, instead of just a little bit the uh, plumping our lips the women can have a huge big uh duck type lips uh, you know so there is an expectation to look a certain way especially with the hollywood being uh, so close to us or even uh two mile eyelashes that I see women wear <laughs> <laughs> two mile, get a rope, two mile eyelashes. Yeah, it's like a, exactly. <laughs> I saw a little um, meme somewhere, and one guy posted, and he said that. Have you ever seen any guy suggesting that? Oh, if you had those beautiful uh, artificial lashes, you would be even prettier. You don't know, no. Somehow we do that to ourselves. And not that I want to label anyone, but sometimes we go crazy with the extent and the length of the lashes, the fillers, uh, uh, with injections, uh, the body augmentation, right? It is all because of the society inadvertently putting those labels on us, correct? So,
1: yeah, I would say uh, the labels we assign ourselves and others, if it impacts our daily lives, our relationships and our self-worth. What comes to mind when we discussing the topic of labels to me is the, um, the way we labor ourselves and others is on the basis usually of our per- perceived prejudices, um, how we assess our judgments. Because often like, um, I like to think is labels categorize, leading to stereotypes, which generalize, which also embarks on um, resulting, excuse me, not embarks, resulting in stigma, which ostracizes. So just from a simple label, we're labeled before we're born. We're, you know we, we, we it, people want to know when the mother's carrying a baby in her womb, well, what are you having? Well, I'm having a baby. Well, what is the label? Is it a boy or a girl? Well So even before we come out into the world, we're, we're assigned a label. And again, like you said, I think there's a, a positive and a negative to, to labels. Well, however, what you're speaking ab- about is the societal norms and expectations and seems to be big on that side of the world. I remember living there. <laughs>
2: yeah you
0: remember
1: No, it's people are like that they're judging others so busy defining another person with a label that you're it's (laughs) it's, it's not our job to label other people
0: running around and hanging labels on other people like nothing else to do
1: maybe i'll get some of those two mile eyelashes and put them on my eyebrows (laughs) instead of my (laughs) eyes (laughs) (laughs)
0: Oh, you're going to be stigmatized. I put a label on you as stupid or moron, right? It's uh, it's so easy to do. It's absolutely so easy to do. And uh, we have to have a moral obligation to other people, to the society in general, not to stigmatize and not to label them like that because... uh, it can affect also the mental health uh, by stigmatizing mm-hmm. people uh with, for example, mental health conditions uh, by using derogatory labels such as crazy, psycho or nutcase. Right. Can exasperate feelings of shame, isolation and reluctance uh, to even seek help. I know that the. Uh, in a day-to-day life, I hear a lot from people, oh, she's bipolar. Oh, she's a psycho or he's a psycho. And I don't even stop to tell people anymore uh, that you have to understand what bipolar actually is and not stigmatize a person with this kind of a diagnosis. Because you' first, you're not a psychotherapist. You did not uh, get a, a degree in psychology anywhere in order to uh, put that kind of a label on the person. So I should be. We should be very careful. Even I, when people come to me for help. I do not set labels on them. In fact, I strongly encourage them to move away from that label, from those labels that the doctors hang on them because they are not their diagnosis. They are not. And they can deal with the symptoms, but they are not the bipolar. If like, oh, I'm bipolar, oh, I'm borderline, people come and tell me that. No, you are not bipolar and you are not borderline because people can identify with that and they their identity will be formed for many years. And that would be very difficult to even shake that off them.
1: Right. You can clarify saying you are not your disorder or what you've been labeled as. However, you are displaying symptoms that categorize you as perhaps maybe being afflicted by something that is interfering with your everyday living.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, we can, uh, exhibit something uh that is called a self-fulfilled prophecy because if we speak to ourselves in a certain tone and uh a certain uh phraseology and the narrative that we believe we become what we think about it is it is so easy to do however people don't even think about it i um Can't stress enough how many times I have to insist uh, with my children, for example. Uh, I don't really insist with other people or uh, like with clients who come to seek help. Yes, uh, I do. I pointed out that we should not be thinking about ourselves in the negative terms. We should not call ourselves, oh, uh, I'm so stupid. How could I have done that? You know, that, yeah, it's false in your subconscious. And you, Dr. Sherry, and myself, like as a hypnotherapist, we know the detrimental effect of that. We can believe. We can believe uh, mm-hmm. into anything we say. I'm so bad at writing. Oh my, uh, writing is like the uh, chicken handwriting, right? Like, uh, forget about it. Don't say anything negative about yourself because the world is so cruel enough, and it will hang all the labels that it can. Tell anything negative about you, and the least that you can do is to be your own friend and not say bad things about yourself, right?
1: Because you're always listening. You're always listening to what you're saying. So If you start the day by bringing yourself down, then you're going to may have a, the results of that all day of feeling down, feeling sorry for yourself, and so on and so forth.
0: Exactly. Now I'm holding this microphone, Dr. Sherry. It's, my you hands are no,
1: You actually don't have any more feedback at all. You probably can put it back in its holder. Like there's okay. it's absolutely it, it left. It left the studio, whatever other entity was here.
0: I tell I'm you I there was no entities the paranormal show keeps coming <laughs> what on this. Show? Paranormal show <laughs> <laughs> it could have been my my ferret my ferret that my friend, my ferret could have been. Um that is always with me. That is so funny. So you're doing fine. Yes, yeah, yeah you can I can hear I think, me well.
1: I can hear you perfectly. if if we can use that perfect word in this unperfect world. I, w- I like to think of labels, there's so many labels in the world, they're like, I mean, of course, we don't have 200 billion uh, labels, as we have stars in the galaxy, but it's kind of like that labels are just in this like cloud of there's just so many that we use. And I think using labels is, is a very lazy way of existing. It's lazy. I don't have to get to know this person. I don't have to, I don't have to do any work. I can just be lazy and assign a label because when we assign a label to something, we can just be lazy and give it a label. Look at the stereotype, and you know, um, yeah,
0: it's lazy. Well, <laughs> when we do that, uh, Doctor Sherry, have you ever thought by that by doing that we place ourselves be above that the uh, human being whom we just labeled in a negative way, right? For example, if we are using derogatory labels such as faggot. Are uh, uh, to describe uh, people who identify with the LGBTQ. I can't even pronounce that. Uh, it can lead to discrimination, harassment, and mental health issues. And of course, we talk about mental health all the time, and it is such a beat up topic. I'm tired of listening about mental health all the time. However, we need to understand that those issues, that kind of negative labeling, can Lead to detrimental effects of people that um, uh, can be proud of themselves, but nevertheless, when they hear negative comments, uh, address addressing their persona, then they, it will stay. It will stay with them. It will stay in the back of their minds, and they will it will lower their self esteem. Um,
1: I agree. And in, in addition to what you're saying, if, if you are given a label and you believe in the label, you could also not participate in a healthy part of your own living because you can say, well, uh, you just keep making excuses for the reasons that you are experiencing the things in your life because you're using your label as the reason, well, I couldn't do this today because I'm such and such. I mean, unless you're confined to a wheelchair and can't walk, there's no reason <laughs> you can't go outside and use your legs. There are in certain circumstances, I believe that, you know, we can categorize people, which is a label. A label is a categorization of something. Uh, Label your food. If we could get away from having so many labels, I think we could find a better way to have world peace. I mean, we might be far from it, but if we can come together, we can stop outcasting things, people, places.
0: I agree in this sense with you. However, categorization is very important in the functioning in the world and our functioning, in the functioning of the society. We can't live without the categorization. We can't live without uh, um, certain uh, labeling. But in a positive sense, because when we call that, oh, the person is so judgmental, or oh, you're so judgmental, you're judging me. This word is also has been such a, a beat up word. This judging word, it is always like raises hair on my skin. This, ju- you're judging.
1: Me. Well, are you judging? You know, are people, you observing?
0: That judgment that we have it has to have the. Uh, element of observation. This is as human beings we function in this world. We categorize this world to ourselves and we live based on those categories. And we relate to this world around us based on those categories that we have learned. So we cannot uh, use that word judging indiscriminately, right? In the terms, for example, yeah, if uh, someone calls uh, uh, another person a faggot, that would be judgment. And that would be very harsh uh, word toward another human being. I cannot tell you how... Profoundly upset I get when I hear teenage kids or even middle school kids, and I live right here, right by the shopping plaza, and after the school is over, and God forbid I find myself <laughs> at the plaza at that time. I hear the most incredibly abominable language, the way that they address each other, the way that they call each other. And I don't understand why we as a society do not uh, put an end to its it. How is our free speech uh, functioning in this society? This is not even a free speech. I believe that in chasing the uh, notion of free speech, we have gone above and beyond common sense. For example, uh, if I hear those kids saying all this nasty words to to each other, I interfere and I would say, not that I wouldn't shame them, but to say, you know, you look like very nice um, kids. And I would ask them, which grade are they? And I would tell them that that kind of language can negatively affect another person Uh, and then Uh, another teenager would say oh no I'm not affected world speak like that and I said you know what that becomes a normality for you by calling the other girlfriends are calling you a bitch is not normal this is not normal you are not a bitch you know that it but this is our societal norms that normalize it right like or calling each other oh he's a faggot like kids in elementary school, I heard them saying, oh, you are bisexual, you know, in elementary school, you know, the Kids in elementary school, they learn from adults, which is understanding. However, in the middle school and high school, calling each other this way, hanging all of those uh, uh, labels uh, that don't have any basis for it is just not right, not correct, and children should not be even using that language. That language, even bisexual, is also a different category that we also categorize uh, our world with, that this is how we understand the world. Uh there um there is a negative connotation in the world and the society as a whole. That's why they put all those labels. However, like Dr. Sherry, what you said before uh this podcast, what people do um behind the closed doors in their bedroom is their business, nobody else's business, and I really believe that.
1: I think, yeah. I, I... I don't, we're not, I don't think in our lifetime we're going to get rid of labels. And I think they are, like you're saying, they're appropriate times to categorize things and label. But as as the labels continue to la- language, the evolution of language labels come and go. There are labels we used to use that are no longer politically correct. So we don't use those labels anymore. So some labels will die off or you'll become uh, ostracized for using them. And some will become more popular. However, what, as as we continue to embrace these labels that we that cause stigmas and really, I think cause hate in the world. Well, you're a Christian. Okay. Well, you're an atheist. Well, now we're going to fight over it. Those are labels we're living behind. Why does it matter what you believe in this life? You should really just learn to love you and love other people like to practice living in humanity. I know that's, you know, we're far from that, but we're so tied up into labels, you know, even like, I remember back in the day, it was like, it wasn't really, it was LGBTQ was, I believe always there that the, uh, the, the initials or the acronym for the community, but it used to be like, if you were a lesbian, you were also gay, gay, lesbian, bisexual. And now I believe it's become a very stringent category. You're gay, like homosexual used to be gay, lesbian. And now it's very like a, more so lesbians are women, of course, gay are the gay men. Uh, some people don't even believe in bisexuality. So if we're going, I mean, there's so many labels in the world. Let's we can just move just beyond sexuality as well. It's just mm-hmm. we're we continue to live behind them. We may not, you know, live who we truly are because it's easy to just say, "Well, this is who I am." Ha ha. <laughs> Deal with it. No.
0: Exactly, and uh, like you mentioned, there's some labels that the used to be labels. There no longer are at this time. Uh, however, um, this is such a funny word, gay, and I did not know uh, what it meant before I had to learn because English is my second language. However, reading Nietzsche, for example, who wrote on gay science, mm-hmm. thinking how much things have changed over the years and over the times this is so incredible. So now, gay means something else, uh, and um, still means happy. <laughs> gay means happy, right? And what people do behind the closed doors is just for their own personal business, unless it affects me in some way negatively, right? But if not, uh, live and let live, right?
1: Yeah, I think when we, we when we address people by their labels, we don't we can't have empathy and compassion for them if you're. Um, Really, if you're a Republican and you're dealing with a Democrat, or vice versa, or some kind of political agenda, there's it seems to be spewed with hate instead of just trying to understand what's going on. It's it's there's the label creates a very uh, it def- it's a confinement. I am confined to this label, and I am confined to my beliefs, and I don't care what you believe. I will spend all day trying to disprove based on my own opinions. It's, it's very confined. I confining. so agree
0: with you. I so agree with you. You know, early on in my life, a long time ago, I believe when I was 17, I was really pondering this question. I've read somewhere in the literature, because books for my life uh, still are, I've read, if you call someone wrong, meaning that you are yourself wrong at the same time, so I learned not that I practiced that before, but I learned early on that I should not change the other person's beliefs or convictions because those people, what do they do? They have the same convictions as you, or just on the opposite spectrum, correct? And they hold their beliefs dearly. Why would I want to go? and change their beliefs. Unless, of course, I'm teaching at the university level and I have to change certain opinions, right? What we held, I asked at the beginning of the class what their opinion is on certain the subject matter. And then by the end of the class, it was changed because we learned the facts and then we base our opinions on the facts, not just the silly perceptions that we learned from the media, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so i i agree with you I don't think labels will go away i think it's just a matter of how we use them to define ourselves and others in a positive or negative way Absolutely. i think like you said to a certain extent we need labels you know if somebody wins the Nobel Peace Prize they have their you know they, they deserved that honorary label of being exactly in that prestige if you have a doctorate you deserve to be To have your title. So, I think, and when it comes to labels like that, as you mentioned, there are positive labels. I think it's how we live under the label and how we give labels out is what matters most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, assigning labels. Assigning labels, right. So, when you teach, you're a professor. However, oh my God, Dr. Sherry, I had to learn. All those different intricacies or splitting hairs who can be called a professor or who cannot be. So while we label people, we also split hairs behind it. (laughs) And that is so funny. I've learned that uh, in American uh, academia here in the United States, uh, that you cannot be called a professor unless you are a full-time professor. What is professor? Professore. let's just look at that like in Italian, right? It is a teacher, it is a teacher. But we love in our society to split hairs and even go take that label beyond any uh, critical understanding, right? And beyond any objectivity and allow people to call themselves professors after they reach full professorship um, status. This is bizarre. This is crazy in my understanding. I just labeled them all crazy. <laughs> Their behavior <Yeah>. crazy.
1: <laughs> they, can, like, they can reflect power dynamics, you know, that, which often leads to stereotypes, prejudice, and like discrimination. Yeah, just absolutely. based on your perceived differences.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It is with identification and understanding the label uh, in a positive sense, they can help identify and understand certain characteristics and traits and behaviors of people. Uh, They provide a framework for comprehension recognizing patterns so we cannot absolutely just sweep them away and just say no, we don't need that categorization right uh, For instance labeling uh, someone as creative can help acknowledge them and appreciate their innovative abilities right It doesn't have to be uh, don't have to be on an academic level. so if you just tell the person that oh you're creative, how the power of the mind works. If you tell a human being, for if a, especially a child, if if children are just like sponges, if you tell them that you are stupid, you know, you're not creative at all. You're stupid. And now at schools, they're not allowed to do that, which is uh, wonderful. Then. The child would not exhibit his full potential at all or any potential for that regard. If we go to any troubled high school, right, and we approach those children as just mere subjects without even understanding what they're all about, we will never change anything. I love those movies, remember, uh, that we had in our, in 80s, 1980s, about, you um, the teacher, I forget, the substitute there, there was a series of the substitute. He would come to school, so to the trouble school, so was that in Florida and LA, right? And he will change things around. How? By having a higher expectations of them, by not thinking that they are just trouble th- that they will amount to nothing just like their parents they're going to be on the streets in gangs right it's having higher expectations of people that can change the game just as easy as that higher expectation be kind to somebody and show the higher expectation yeah. because uh, if empathy. we have empathy and the science, psychological science proves that uh, if we have a certain expectation of a person, even if uh, it's uh, on the same level, okay, steady, that we understand that this person is capable of this and that. However, and, and that student, for example, un, uh, behaves on the same level, conforms to the same level of behavior that is expected of him, right? And if you expect just a little bit of that human being, Just a little bit higher and say, Oh, I think that you can perform better. Oh, I think you're more intelligent than you think that you are. Oh, I think that you can solve that problem. And people all of a sudden, they start living up to those expectations because. They want to look good in other people's eyes. You know, on the contrary, if you say, oh, you're just a dumbass, you're so stupid, nothing will amount to you, uh, ever of you, right? Nothing will come up. Like in my school, when I was uh, still in high school, uh, the teachers used to say that, oh, if you have all these bad grades and you don't study, you're going to be the uh, trash truck drivers chasing rats. (laughs) You know, that is interesting. So if we just move away from that, if we expect more of children where are, they are in that susceptible state, imagine how much we can achieve as a society, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. There's a level of expectation we can place there. However, I moving aside, expectation can also lead to disappointment. Sometimes, or resentment. We can have expectations of someone or something, and if they don't meet those expectations, it could also lead to disappointment. So I think the way I'm perceiving what you're saying is to have belief in people, to show that I believe in you. That's
0: right. It's belief in also higher expectations, not meaning that those people will have to conform to your expectations. This is not exactly. I'm so glad that you clarified that uh, because this is not the expectations that I'm expecting you to be on a certain level or I will just lose my faith in you. No, it's knowing and approaching this topic consciously by giving people a chance, by believing that they are better than they are, and they will conform to that. I have not seen any case yet that if I think nicely of a person, and if like um, some, even clients that come to me, even people on the street, when sometimes they have this belligerent behavior, this nasty, absolutely nasty behavior, and the first approach would be the first instinctual approach. Like, uh, uh, who are you to behave like that? Just shut your mouth and don't say anything, right? How dare you, right? And then you come and you say, you know, I think that you're better than that. You're better than that. And I can see that you are. Like, for example, I have a neighbor. And he was uh, uh, 18 and then he was 19. Always troubled behavior, always. And I would see him riding his uh, skateboard, And I would talk to him because neighbors don't even talk to him because nobody wants to deal with this crazy person, right? Uh, Crazy person, right? So when uh, um, I would talk to him, I would say, I would ask him what his interests are, what does he believe in, what are his plans for the future are. And I would tell him that he is intelligent, that there's more to him than uh, people see. I would support him and uplift him. And he would just say, you know what? Other people don't see it in me. They all see me as trouble. But I'm so thankful to you for your kind words because nobody speaks to me that way. And he changed this is the type of change that we want to see in people, not the type of derogatory or you know, just shut up. I don't want to listen to your stupid conversations. Like we're always, yeah. You, I mean, know? A lot,
1: you know, many times you can. It's great that you have given um, him some inspiration in his life. The bottom line is, no matter what people tell us, we have to believe it, and we have to choose whether or not we want to believe that about ourselves. Same thing with labels. If somebody's going to call you something or going to label you, you have to determine at the end of the day, that's not me. They can, they can, everyone has their own perception. That's, that's the beauty of being human and the uniqueness of our individuality. However, our perception is skewed by confirmation bias, right? So our, I think getting in touch with our biases will also help us understand labels a little better.
0: True. True, and also, what well, labels can empower people by validating their experiences and providing a sense of identity and belonging within the community, within their family, and even within themselves.
1: Yes, they- that's again. That's what, again. Like that's what I think we're emphasizing here is it's how you use the label and and how it how you direct it. How is it used in your life, and how are you directing the labels?
0: And that's true. This is a very interesting topic that we're discussing, Dr. Sherry. We are live. You are joining us live here on United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM. And you're listening to Be Honest podcast, where we hold honest conversations about ourselves, relationships with ourselves, with our families, partners, and the world. So we're happy that you're with us here today, and we welcome questions. If you have any questions, please ask us. We have um, a comment here. Ardell Wright, uh, we'll just show it. Um, he said, mm, where did it go? Wonderful job, ladies. Well, thank you, Ardell. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. And we have one more, love the knowledge you're giving. Well, fantastic. Thank you for your kind words. We you have any labels it.
1: for us? Oh, I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what? <laughs> love the knowledge you're giving. Yes, because if we speak uh, in scientific terms, it's uh, very difficult to understand. And I learned long time ago, I used to even type the text, I would write emails, even write text I would speak in this academic language, because this is the label on you, you're the academician, right, this is your own label that you put on yourself, <clears throat> and then you start speaking with this kind of attitude, right, disregarding everything else, right, and a lot of the times, people would just tell me, oh, uh, just because you have PhD, does not mean that you're smarter than me, of course not, and this uh, education gives you knowledge. It does not give you intelligence. And that I have learned a long time ago. There's no emotional intelligence there. Nobody teaches you that. There's yes, only it's, it's the set of knowledge. Wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely different wisdom than wisdom. Role. <laughs> yes. So if you have any questions, please ask us, send us in the email, go to our website, uh, be honest uh, um, com. right, Dr. Sherry? Be honest BeHonestPodcast and then the email talks at, at gmail.com That's right. And you
1: can find us on YouTube at BeHonestTalks
0: And you know what? If you don't find us on YouTube, we're going to put a label on you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, labels This is such an interesting conversation and it can be so sensitive because we talk about things that uh, can be so unpleasant Right? Um, I know that, for example, there is a uh, with the racial discrimination here in United States. I well, first I could not understand when I first moved to United States. I could not understand why would my whiteness, for some reason, be offensive to someone. Why would I be perceived as better than anybody else? And then I've noticed that somehow it is okay to call a person white, but not somehow black, and. I have so many black friends, and with them they ha- we have we hold these conversations on the labels again and on the attitude. And for me, growing up, there was no racism. I could not understand even the notion of racism. However, in our society, we still do have it. And a lot of the times that uh, I hear that uh, on streets, uh, on different conversations, it's just I do hear, unfortunately, uh, this uh, uh, negative uh, racial labeling including uh, the whites, you know, and uh, that the, the speaking of the racism backwards, that's exactly the same thing. Racism is racism. So we just have to stay away from that. If we want to reach any, oh, what is the word integrity in our lives, right? So we have to live with integrity. You have to be honest you have to be honest and well actually people think that they can be honest are uh, taken in a wrong way that if i am honest if i'm expressing my opinion which is uh, a derogatory opinion which is a bad opinion uh, filled with racism filled with uh, hatred with other people and they're being honest right dr sherry they are being honest correct if
1: it, I, I don't think that honesty and hate can exist co- together. There's that's that's a, that's a contradiction in of, of itself there. You can't hate something and say, I hate it. And I'm, I'm being honest. I understand where you're coming from. Like you're saying, this is my honest opinion, right? An opinion is not honesty. A, an opinion is not a fact it's an opinion. So that's that person's perception. So they, again, I agree with you with regard to their being honest with their beliefs, but if you're spewing hate, I think you need to take a seat and, go back into your honesty vault and be like, am I truly being honest with myself? Cause I don't see honesty and hate coming together.
0: Well, so are you saying that only the facts can be honest?
1: No, not only facts can be honest. It's um, when you're honest, I think you, you are, you're able to empathize with somebody. Like you you can have empathy. You can express your opinion. But if I think once you start speaking out of hate, I don't, I, I, I don't want to disregard what you're saying. I understand you're saying that's that person's honest opinion. I think um, where I'm coming from is if you just be honest with yourself, okay, this is my opinion and I can't stand that. However, I'm also going to respect yours. So is there respect in their hateful, honest opinion?
0: Oi, you just lost me there. Is there respect in your head full? honest opinion? I had the um, cognitive dissonance all of a sudden. Now my brain is just thinking, thinking, thinking how to get out of this cognitive dissonance. <laughs> but the thing is that we should also learn honesty. A lot of the times we grow up in very dishonest environment and we learn how not to be honest all the time in order to survive. This is uh, our adaptive um, uh, traits, uh, to this world. This is how we see the world. This is how we survive in this world. Right?
1: So yeah, I would say being honest is, is seeing a person as a human being, not trying to spew your rhetoric, not trying to spew your opinions and to be right in this world. Being honest is, is to see the person as a human being and removing the labels that to me would be the honesty, not trying to spew what you think the other person should believe.
0: Absolutely. I just recently had this uh, incredibly um, upsetting at the beginning uh, situation when uh, a person that, that used to be close to me just completely disregarded out of the blue my political views. I don't discuss my political views with anybody. Anybody. I never talk. I never try to persuade anyone I believe what I believe. And I don't want to change anybody else's opinion on their political beliefs or any other beliefs, because I'm here to um, express my opinions. And if people can find it helpful, for example, right, then, of course, the even supported by the scientific um. Uh, research, if people can find it uh, helpful and they can take something from them, that is absolutely marvelous, you know, but I'm not here to change anybody's opinion if uh, uh, people are willing to take something away if they agree with that, fine if they don't agree, it is also absolutely fine with me, because I respect people's opinions, that even their disagreement with me, however I don't appreciate when people come to me and completely try to explode my beliefs, explode and change them. That' what I don't appreciate and I don't do that with other people. So I find it easy to live this way by not really imposing my own views on other people, unless of course it's it's a teaching environment where you have to impose. And nevertheless, you also have to listen to the opinions of your students. I remember so many times that even uh, during our PhD experience, you remember Dr. Sherry, that our opinions did not quite matter. They did not quite matter, and I thought, okay, I was doing um masters at the time, and I also learned that my opinions don't matter somehow. If I express my own opinions in the papers that I was writing, that they were somehow have to re- have to reflect the opinions of the professors, and that just blew my mind. Finally, uh, the chair of the department told me that you know what, what you can do. You can graduate and then express your opinions anywhere you want. But here you have to reflect the opinions of your professors and uh, uh, write the papers the way that they want you to write, that that they want you to to write them. So I want you to write more
1: academic, like stick to the point and no colloquial. um...
0: Not necessarily that. Not necessarily that. I'm talking about our own opinions, our own opinions and the theories that we write
1: experience that with my professors I didn't experience the when I was writing my paper I, I, was, I wasn't was told you could not have an opinion
0: well, so perhaps it's not, um, it's not it's it's not you don't uh, they don't openly uh put it that right oh you cannot have an opinion this is not the case but those opinions would not be accepted and even when doing a PhD as well somehow I found the same advice given to me that you are going to express uh, your theories and the way that you want things to be after you graduate but here you have to adhere to the main ideology the way that they want you to write as papers and everything else so um we deviated from the topic what was the topic <laughs> the labels labels, <laughs> labels yeah the labels
1: we've we slowly morphed into opinions which opinions are very strong i mean opinions are the the epitome of labels it's why we pretty much have them because everybody has their own opinion they're just somewhat kind of up there with excuses right they say everybody has one their excuses are like assholes everyone has one and they all stink you know like so (laughs) to put it (laughs) frankly um same thing Absolutely. with opinions. We all have opinions based on our own perception. And that's the thing. People people oftentimes can't move beyond their own perception because they're not open enough to, to accept something else. And sometimes I think they're so lost in it that they can't even, like there's a, that term, like you, you can't see what people see because you're not on the outside. So they're so immersed in their own opinion and their own beliefs that they can't even see past in front of them, basically.
0: Oh yeah. We sometimes cannot even see, uh, past our <laughs> nose, <laughs> right? We're so immersed in our own opinions and our own importance that we don't see the opinions of other people.
1: right. That's why I... a lot of it doesn't matter what you tell people. You can t- sometimes you can s- sing to someone, you can tell them something till the cows come home, but they're not gonna listen. You can bring the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. So, that's how like you said before that's how strong the human mind is that's how powerful and profound each unique person's mental capacity is it could be you could be bleeding out and someone's trying to save you but you have this belief that if i hold on to this label or this opinion i'm not going to bleed out <laughs> and maybe you're, right. you're hospitalized and you like realize that maybe i should let go of that label oftentimes things Terrible things may have to happen to us or really good things have to happen to us so we can change or let people out of our lives. Like this recent encounter you spoke of, you probably more than likely had to distance yourself from this individual so you could, it could be healthy for you. That relationship probably somewhat dissolved.
0: Yes, and I believe it is so important what you're saying right now, because when we have people like that in our environment, what do we do when they set those uh, negative labels and speak to us in a derogatory way? How do we deal with it? Okay, sometimes uh, in the heat of the moment, you can say things that you will regret later, right? However, if someone consistently is uh, putting you down and calling you names and um, we call it labeling you, right? uh, In a certain way, whether you are poor or wealthy or anything else or due to your disability or the way that you look, anything at all, you have to distance yourself from those people. If you cannot change this, the opinions of those people about you, you can move away from those people. However, I'm not encouraging people just to sit there quietly and not say anything. A lot of the times the bullies okay are, to can do be that, stopped.
1: Though. That's okay. It's okay too. to do
0: that. Absolutely.
1: And sometimes it's if it's family, you can't remove yourself. However, I believe you can a lot you can just learn to listen and just. Allow them to accept them where they are and not engage. But if it does become toxic and it causes something, a scene or something that's very negative, then even if it's family, you might have to distance yourself. But in some cases, people are just not informed. They are not, uh, they're somewhat, I don't want to label someone as ignorant, but some people aren't as informed. So they believe their opinion is very strong and you, you can accept somebody where they are, However, you may have to distance yourself, even if they're
0: family. This is so um, funny. I remember that when I was writing papers, uh, when I was still going to school, there was one um, correction that my professor did. I wrote in a paper, blind people, something that I had to make the statement. And he corrected me. He said, people who are blind. And at that time, like, I didn't know what the difference was. Like, uh, yeah, it was like it's splitting cares. However, uh, there is a sense in it, blind people... Uh, as we can call someone blind are you blind right uh, he, the, 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 that person is always blind they can never see anything because their nose right and that is also can be a label like cliche at the same time but we can also uh split hairs in this understanding like person who is blind blind person or person who is blind because we don't want to offend people on their disabilities as well right so
1: but when you're using, when you're telling someone what it's right in front of you, are you blind? That's at that point, I would say you might want to address the relationship. It sounds like there's a little bit of contempt there. If someone's treating you that way, it can be out of, like you said, it can be funny too. It's right in front of you. Are you blind? But there's also, there's always a little bit of truth in every little, just little, every, just kidding, right? There's always a little bit of truth in there. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, the truth. Um. But what is the truth? Well, what I mean, like, like
1: saying, are you blind? It's right in front of you. Is it necessary to say that to someone, to be derogatory when they didn't see it? It re- really becomes a reflection of the other person. But I understand from what, I, what the <laughs> blind can be, I think three different things. You can It could be contempt, it could be a disability, and, or maybe not even a disability, just because someone's blind, perhaps they may not want to be identified with
0: as a disability. Absolutely. But nevertheless, we cannot change people's opinions of ourselves. So um, sometimes you have to stand up for yourself and defend uh, uh, because you cannot be uh, a part of your community and continuously be bullied. So a lot of the times uh, we should uh, stand up for ourselves uh, and stop the bullying at the time that instead of uh, suffering that for a long period of time. And like you said, with families, it sometimes is is impossible and we have to do something about it. And instead of changing the person, because it's quite possible that we cannot change. And all we can do is to distance ourselves, because sometimes uh, there is um, a time when you know that you are not able to persuade that person enough that you cannot explain your position enough. There will always be judgment in negative judgment towards you and not understanding. So it is okay to withdraw. It is okay to distance yourself uh, in times that when you can't, what if it's your mother or your father, right? The, um, then we have to use our best judgment, An understanding of the situation to protect ourselves and know the limits set out the set the boundaries and maintain them.
1: Yeah, I would do like an exercise. If uh, those listening today are watching, do an exercise, try to identify as you go through your day, maybe even half the day, think of if you can consciously think about how many times you use a label. Just think about it. Just, Just a small exercise.
0: Oh, I'm gonna blow that uh, completely. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go outside probably, but today. And if I don't uh, speak uh, uh, audibly, I will think of something, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you may you may even catch yourself where where you may have uttered negativity towards somebody. If you catch yourself before you spew a label, you might actually. Um, be surprised at the ability to consciously make a change in your life instead of always summing up with a label and I'm just going to throw that out there because it's lazy. Maybe get to know something. Maybe get to know a part of a person. What has made them believe that? Why are they the way they are today? Instead of just casting stones.
0: Casting stones uh, actually can uh, um, hurt you because uh, <laughs> what is the saying? <laughs> Rocks and sticks. Uh, what sticks is the and stick? stones may break sticks my bones, but words may never hurt me. The Words may never hurt me, but the words or actually can... Uh, uh, but words can actually... They can be more hurtful. If you believe them. If you believe them, but... Well, the, be uh be honest if... with yourself, you can learn to... Uh, I don't have...
1: It's not an easy thing, especially for children, right? But their prefrontal exactly. cortex is also developed either. So, you, you know, again, that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother show. But if you believe the words, that's why my mom used to tell me that when I was afraid or being bullied in school, when I was a kid, that's the same phrase she would tell me. Sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words may never touch me. And that's what she meant by that. And it's so true. Those words don't ever have to touch you. Sticks and stones will hurt you if they throw them at you. Words do not hurt you. I can tell you it, 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 it's It's going to hurt you based on how you perceive it. If you choose to believe it, most of us choose to believe it. That's where we have to learn to be honest. I'm going to be honest with myself. I am not what you think I am. It's probably you that who is is all the things you think I am. As Jung said, when people are throwing at us, chances are they're the ones suffering from that, right? Words cannot hurt you. Let me say, literally speaking, words cannot physically hurt you. They're not going to hurt you, but they mentally can scar you. That's why we're here to hopefully give you some light in your life to learn that no matter what someone calls you to pick yourself up and don't believe those words, change the words. Pink says it so beautifully in her songs, change the voices in your head, make them love you instead.
0: Love you instead. Oh, I love it. Exactly. How many times do we safe, 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 unsafely self label ourselves daily how more than many likely? times, you know, it is so important, like you mentioned that the incredible our exercise just to go out today and actually see how many labels we hang on people, right? And then how many labels I would just go further, we hang on on ourselves, right? Yeah.
1: Maybe, honestly, knocking something over, you spilled your water or a child spills their water and you, you're filled with such anger. Anger is a label. Oh, what, did I, what am I faking? That's just becomes a part of your presence in that moment. So it's just recognizing those small things and ex- trying to accept things and learning to love the experiences that happen to you. All of them, good and bad, learn to love them. There's a reason that you've experienced it.
0: Yeah, Not everybody go out and change the world. <laughs> Start by changing yourself. <laughs> Start by changing yourself and change thing, those labels. Yeah, change the labels. And interestingly enough, that the, what happens to us and when we are put the uh, when we have those labels hanging on us, a lot of the times that we can become proactive in that and change the approach be that change in the society even if it's that the small community that you have be that change and don't allow to be treated in a negative way because i am such a proponent of um, standing up for yourself and making people respect you yeah, if you deserve respect, because you also have to be honest with yourself. With yourself and thinking like, okay, do I deserve respect for my behavior, for myself as a persona? Or... What
1: I say, yeah. we have to respect ourselves first. To right,
0: absolutely. everybody deserves
1: re- respect is a human right. We all deserve respect. Everybody deserves it. I don't think you can make someone respect you, but I think you absolutely deserve it. I deserve it. We all deserve it.
0: I have a problem with the word word deserve, Dr. Sherry. It is, (laughs) I have such a huge problem with this word deserve and it doesn't really come like people would say that, oh, there was a problem in your childhood that you were not deserved and you were not appreciated enough and all that. No, in my understanding that when we are born into this world, we don't deserve nothing. I mean, we don't deserve anything. Oh my God, it's for an an English (laughs) We deserve to be treated as human beings, I no. believe, right? Right. We don't use double negations, right, as a linguist. Like, oh, where's
1: Where's our thesaurus? What's another word for deserve?
0: <laughs> deserve. Um, when we are born, we don't deserve anything. Yeah, perhaps we, we should do. probably deserve our caring by our parents because we are not able to care for ourselves. But as we grow older... That, is, that respect has to also be earned. If the person in front of me is not uh, is exhibiting a nasty behavior, I don't owe him or her or anybody or it any respect. he doesn't deserve anything but the mere fact he or she, whoever does not d- deserve respect by the mere fact of existence. that respect, needs to be earned by treating people in a nice way. And uh, Dr. Sherry, I see that you're very, uh, I'm gonna put that label on you. You are very, um, the word is um, idealistic. I am too. And that is a good label. Although it's not really a label, we were not gonna um, say that, oh, this is a label on you, no. By calling you idealistic, it is good to be idealistic because we expect good things coming from the world toward us. We expect the best in people, right? We think of the world as a better place. However, it may not be. And uh, next time when somebody was walking the dog just uh, the other day and my dogs ran to the person with another dog and they just wanted to play, somehow that big man's feet got tangled in a leash. I don't think I've ever heard this much of, uh, what is this? Uh, how am I going to put it nicely? Um, foul Nick- language. <laughs> You're just, uh, this is not, I okay, I was looking for a literary word. I heard so many awful things being said toward me, toward my dog, to the world in general, Oh, <laughs> my jaw fell on the floor and dropped to pieces, mm-hmm. you know? So if we... Uh, and nevertheless, I didn't th- did not start thinking of the world as this horrible place, right? So being idealistic is still good. Uh However, it's not when about we... the other
1: person. That's the thing. When you're saying they don't deserve my respect, that's for me. That's putting myself better than somebody else. I have no idea what another person's going through. It's not about them deserving the respect. It's about you being respectful as an individual. No matter how someone treats you, you still treat somebody with respect. You don't lower. I don't. Excuse me. I I don't lower my respect for someone because they don't respect me. Now I may take a step back and try to communicate depending on the situation or whatever's going on, but I don't, I don't believe I'm going to diminish my respect for the humanity and other human being because they didn't respect me. I think there's maybe a more gentle way to,
0: I I think we're going to the same fact uh, or conversation what we had uh, the last time when your mom said I kill with kindness, I would kill that person with kindness, and I would still have respect. But I would have respect for myself, not to involve myself in this kind of a nasty foul language uh, altercation with that person and walk away.
1: And it's okay say- if you even if you did, even if you said, screw you, it's okay to sometimes we're gonna be human and you're gonna act out or I'm gonna act out. So in, in those cases, there's it's nothing wrong with that either. So it's I can't I'm not saying here that you have to always be this, you know, angelic floating person who won't ever engage in a reaction when somebody gets on your in your face. I just oh, think of like, I think of standing in the rain. People think like, I, I think of labels as the rain coming down. You can pull out your umbrella to deflect them. But if you don't have an umbrella, you can sit in the rain and be drenched by all these labels and you can either hate it or you can dance in the rain. No matter how wet I am, I'm still going to be happy that I'm alive. And so I think that's just how I view it. So many people get out in the rain. They're like, I'm wet. Um, it's horrible. I'm cold. I'm soggy instead of just saying, oh, well, I didn't bring my umbrella and I got wet. So I think labels are going to wet us in life, and how we deal with them, how we deal with the rain is a whole nother perception. I know that's, I love metaphors. I think I live my life in a metaphor. Sometimes I have to pull myself by the hair and be like, you have to come back to reality because I'm living in that the metaphorical idealism.
0: well how I'm about that reality for you Dr sherry I know that the, you did extensive research uh, on uh, on the killers right and there were serial killers how would you approach that and the parent of the killed child for example by the serious uh, serial murderer right serial kill, killer? The parent does not have to respect the murderer of their children, right? And they do not deserve respect automatically. If we look at that, if someone, if a man, for example, is beating a woman uh, half his size by proving that he is uh, uh, a macho man and she needs to listen to him, regardless of what the situation is. She does not owe him a respect automatically because that is already disgraceful behavior to treat a woman this way or even go to go further to kill someone. So in my understanding, when someone also comes to me with the uh, very unreasonable uh, understanding, very unreasonable demands to me, Unreasonable meaning that try to also to change my opinions, to change me uh in a way that uh, I do not see myself. That is unreasonable. I don't owe respect immediately to anybody who thinks that they deserve respect. So I believe that these two opinions will always exist um in our society, that especially in our world nowadays, that everyone deserves everything. Oh, no, they don't, in my understanding. And I think like... <laughs> (laughs) in our society i think it's about
1: giving the person respect again it's about honoring your own respect you don't have to respect the person you don't have to have you don't have to say i respect them for killing my child no i don't think anyone would hold anyone to any kind of standard however some people come to and like just I think you have to come to something that brings you peace in your life. I haven't gone through something like that. No one's killed my children because I would probably k- want to kill them. So I understand where you're coming. Where would
0: your respect go, my dear? Where would your respect go if you want I, to, I don't to go and kill them?
1: Um, I don't think it's with regard to re- having respect for them. What I'm saying is, like having enough respect for yourself to not engage in it. You can still write something to somebody exactly. to let to let them know this is how you affected my life. It exactly. Doesn't mean I'm I'm. I'm, I'm having this higher than I'm not, I think we're on the same page. I'm not saying that you have to, you don't owe, you don't owe anyone anything. I don't believe in this. Oh,
0: I love this. You know, oh, absolutely. You know, I always, when I talk to people and, um, when they're in this bad situation, especially when I know it, uh, I would always tell them that you don't owe anything to anybody. Because what are you indebted to? Isn't, you, isn't
1: there some kind of debt that comes with owing somebody something?
0: Well, perhaps we are indebted to our children before they are able to care for themselves, like when they're little. And I remember when our children were small, like five and seven years of the five um, and 10 years old, there's five-year difference between them. They were behaving like little brats. and um, we, we don't to owe
1: get- them. We, we are responsible for them.
0: Yeah, by moving here they decided that oh this is the way of entitlement that we live here and uh, this is uh, what is acceptable behavior here in california and this is how we are we're the part of the society we're entitled and i had to have a conversation with them i don't owe you anything you are not entitled to anything i don't even have to be your mom i choose to be your mom i can always uh, put you in a home for adoption for example right for other people to care for you but nobody will care for you the way that I care for you and love you, you know, because I don't owe you. I want to have a peaceful life as well. Why do I need to be waking up at night, right, caring for you, taking you to classes, making food for you, you know, like why? I don't owe you anything. And you know what? That situation changed, and my children turned um, from that the attitude that they had acquired here to the nice and respectful attitude. You know, if. People would know that no one owes them anything. No one owes anything to me. Perhaps I owe to my parents to take care of them. Like they took care of me in my uh, um, younger years that that they care for me right now. I owe uh, to to, to have this connection with them, to still to take care of them, to care for their opinions uh, if they're not the... um, destructive opinions of course right we do we do have a responsibility for our parents right like you're saying there is responsibility but we don't owe right is this what you're saying
1: i think that that's why it's important to be a good a good parent and it's not always going to happen in in every situation because i think that if you honor your children they will most likely honor you at your time absolutely in that that time i mean i know we've strayed again from the the topic of oh our no! It is.
0: It but, is. Uh, it's. Uh, it's uh, also the labeling. You're right because awesome, saying
1: that we owe something is a. It's a label. I, I, same thing with constantly saying I need to. People will say I need to do this. I should do this. Mm-hmm. I need. 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 But if you can take that word need out and just say I want to make a change for myself. Changing the word want is will reduce the pressure in your mental state instead of saying I need to because when we pr- needing often leads to what procrastination
0: <laughs> that's true too we're just gonna to, uh, touch upon all the subjects that we have discussed uh, <laughs> recently well, Listen, they pro- all
1: come together with being honest right it, 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 a need is not something you don't you don't need to go to the gym to, to live but you do need water and food but when we start assigning this label of needing something we oftentimes feel the pressure and we honestly sometimes don't even do it
0: it's just <laughs> we have to come together, Dr. Sherry. Come together Woo! right Woo! now <laughs> against the labels. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it is absolutely important not to labelize people.
1: Art, to, or to right. confine yourself. Get out, break free from the labels. If you know, instead of be proactive, instead of labeling and living beyond them, try to go go beyond the label.
0: <laughs> rip them off rip them off right
1: right like patches like put them on patches. your food label your food
0: label your food yeah you know so many times that I buy uh clothes and they they're also so scratchy. all those labels for Pete's sake and I cut them off and it feels so good so how about we cut off those labels that people hang on us because and, yeah Whatever we don't accept doesn't stick to us. That's if right. Can if have you ever get any upset opinion with somebody ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. you can go in their cabinet and take uh remove all the labels on their cans and they might not know what they're <laughs> <laughs> then you won't know what you're eating, right? So <laughs> is that, that what living be, beyond labels would
0: be? The ultimate revenge. <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> Take the labels off. So sometimes we do need labels and the labels can be positive. And a lot of the times what we call, when we talk about labels, it's actually it's used, uh, they're used in derogatory terms.
1: Yeah, we, we will always have labels. Labels are good. They can be negative. It's how It's what we do with the label that matters. How we receive it and how we perceive it and how we give it. Those things are almost make a difference in our lives with labels.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, Dr. Shay, I have a question for you. What is this uh, on your shirt? It's Mardi Gras. Tell us uh, what Mardi is Gras. happening. Oh, oh
1: Mardi Gras kicks off. It's New Orleans, it's carnival time, baby. So outside Yay. there's a parade. There you knows some parades start rolling. <gasps> so it's it's just it's about two weeks. So usually it's um it's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday of this week, maybe a couple other days. And then it's going to be uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We get to Fat Tuesday and then it's going to be next day's Ash Wednesday. So Fat Tuesday, which is Mardi Gras Day, is always celebrated the day before Ash Wednesday, which starts Lent. And I believe the Catholic tradition.
0: So what is the essence of the Mardi Gras celebration? What does it mean, Mardi Gras?
1: It's, uh, from what I know, it's just a big party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's um, it originates, I want to say like even the king cake, I want to say it has like Christian foundation. I don't know the the, the history of Mardi Gras. Even though I'm from uh, the bayou, I'm a Cajun through, through and through, I'm not uh, familiar with all the history of Mardi Gras. But it's an absolute fabulous time. You stay safe, but it's a wonderful experience to have.
0: That is so cool. I've never been in a carnival like this. Are you going to go?
1: I'm gonna go to a few of them. Yep.
0: Nice.
1: Bring the kids, and you know, Mardi Gras. It's 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 changed a lot. It's it, it's used to be mostly for like kids and stuff, but now you know a lot of adults go and expose themselves, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. You can get fined for it now, I believe here. In, <laughs> Well, they, I, you know, they, they, so, I people do it year round in New Orleans. You can people, yeah. you can get beads on the street and people show their uh, anatomy all the time for a simple <laughs> plastic bead, <laughs> something like this, right? Oh, this is also goodness. a bead. Where's it at on this side. This is a bead. It's a, uh, it's just a bead with a, ma- a little mask on it. I see. It's, it's really fun and it brings people together. It's a tradition and it's wild. It's a wild time.
0: That is so incredible. I was in New Orleans just uh, once and uh, um, it's a very interesting place. Very interesting place. It's south and to me it's very mystical. it's very mystical. Yes, I could see as a seer I could see so many things there that were not uh, perceived by the regular eye and to me some of the things were scary but a lot of the things were beautiful and people are nice and just a very interesting place with huge, huge history.
1: Yeah, the people around this uh, part of uh, the United States are extremely nice compared to other places, I would say. It's just a whole different way of living. But there's beauty everywhere in the world. Everywhere you go, every, everywhere there's beauty because it's all based on your perception. <laughs> if you want to see beauty in the world, you're going to see it. Even in sorrow, there's beauty. It just might take a little time to get there.
0: Get out of there, right? (laughs) Get out of the sorrow, to the beauty, into the understanding. Yeah, you know, it's... um I always have to think of what you say that there is also the, the the beauty is sorrow because uh this is not the first time you mentioned it. And there is because what happens to us and when we uh talk to ourselves and when we say, Oh, I'm so depressed now, that's another label that we put on ourselves. We can be sad, situationally sad for whatever reason, but we should avoid labeling ourselves as depressed. Because that's another label that the society puts on everybody. Whoever is just sad, right? Well, so
1: just I... cool yourself, hopefully you have the capacity to. If I can say I'm depressed, then maybe I can do something about it. So it's okay. It's like stand. If you're standing out in the rain, like we said, the labels are the rain, right? You can either be happy and dance in the rain, or you can be sad. But sooner or later, you're probably going to see a rainbow, right? So there's, I believe, there's always a rainbow on the outside of any negativity in our lives.
0: And there's a pot of gold. <laughs> Two pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. There are two ends, right? Mm -hmm. So there should be two pots of gold. That's right. (laughs) But if you look at it, it's the infinity circle, right? And there are no pots of gold. The pots of gold are only in your mind and in your heart. It is. I I believe that's that's your enlightenment. Yeah. But that is so fantastic. Just recently, I saw a rainbow with purple color. I've never seen purple color on a rainbow. And then I saw the full spot spectrum of it that is wow. so that was so incredible and that was a double rainbow beautiful the nature is beautiful even if yes. when you're sad there are always the rainbow is going to come up after the rain and yes. the
1: two, you have to weather the storm to get to the rainbow weather
0: the storm and two pots of gold don't forget two <laughs> pots of gold of happiness i won't Our forget be there. that's right St. Patrick's is okay. coming up
1: so we'll get we'll be talking more about that pot of gold
0: pot ah, exactly. of gold exactly <laughs> we'll be talking about that next time. Exactly. So, well, the time is coming up uh, for us to conclude. Uh, Let's get ready for an exciting week ahead. We have got an engaging episode lined up. So next week we'll explore human sexuality one conversation at a time. Whether you are a devoted, be honest listener or curious about transforming your journey this episode is packed with sometimes controversial ideas about human sexuality. You won't want to miss it. Mark your calendars for next Friday, February 9th, and join us on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM as we continue to ride the roller coaster of life. In the meantime, you can find us, Dr. Yana and Dr. Sherry, on YouTube at Be Honest Talks, then www.behonestpodcast.com, and email us your questions or comments or any topics that you want to discuss at behonesttalks at gmail.com. We enjoy sharing our journey with you, our valued listeners. You are. As you continue going about your day or night, remember to wear a smile and be honest with yourself and the world. We are so happy that you joined us today. We will see you next week. Thank you very much, Dr. Sherry.
1: Pleasure to be here. For this engaging
0: conversation. And I will also be seeing you next week in person right here on the same spot as always every Friday at this time. So
2: goodbye, everybody.